Welcome to the Fifth Estate. They bring you the story. We bring you the truth. The Fifth Estate is the news behind the headlines, holding those in power in check. And now, with the real story, here's Cameron Blewett. Good evening, Victoria, and thank you for joining me here on this uh, episode 54 of the Fifth Estate podcast. Um, kicking off today's show, I'm going to have a bit of a, um, <clears throat> pardon me, a bit of a rant about uh, the proposal that came out oh, two weeks ago now. Uh, I missed it uh, with my time away and, and not really releasing a podcast. Anyway, uh, this is, uh, what is it? Uh, from the 2nd of July, gas roadmap drives down energy bills and emissions. The Andrews Labor government is driving down the cost of living and emissions with the nation's first gas substitution roadmap, giving Victorians more control over their energy bills. Now, um, <clears throat> we all know that uh, Dan Andrews, uh, in line with the Oh, I don't know whether it's his masters at the World Economic Forum, uh, but his masters uh, elsewhere, uh, probably most likely in China, do have an anti-gas position. Now, there's uh, February. Uh, the World Economic Forum put out an article: gas stoves might be even worse for health and the planet than we thought. Dun dun dun. Uh, methane produced from domestic cooking in the US has a similar environmental impact as 500,000 cars according to researchers. So uh, the Andrews regime is is bringing out this roadmap to, to get us off gas, uh, supposedly for the purposes of making um, housing, you know, um, electricity cheaper. Uh, we've, you know, we're going to lower our bills because we're not paying higher price for gas and all that sort of stuff. So my thoughts are on this. Two things. First of all, it's likely that his reliance on um, uh, what would you call it the quote unquote renewable uh, energy uh, generation production etc cetera, etc cetera, is done to help China because we know China is you know the the, the fan blades the, the sorry the wind turbine blades made in China um, all this other stuff's made in China. Uh, the cobalt that we is extracted for batteries, the majority of it comes from Congo, which is controlled, the uh, mines and all that sort of stuff are controlled by China. So there's help there. And the other thing too is that the if, if he gets Victoria off gas, so let's say he does do that. Now, he's still going to be happy for gas to be sold elsewhere, which means that with the price of gas going up, is that it's going to be benefiting the uh, big foreign multinational you know corporations entities whatever they are uh, that are out here that do uh, sell gas for the export market and it gives them a better return on their investment because they don't have to keep any of it for domestic use they can just flog it all off overseas and you know reap those profits that uh, everyone's getting upset about so you know this is the thing. Um, and actually, the other thing with that is that uh, this roadmap now, having having a look, reading off the press release here, it says in addition, the roadmap outlines a clear path to transitioning to using hydrogen and biomethane, providing industry with a certainty 
needed to secure investment while reskilling and preparing the Victorian workforce to take up new, exciting, sustainable employment opportunities. Now, uh, I, there's so much to say about this. It's just like, where do I start? Um, these things now, it's not going to increase investment in anything in this state whilst he is still there and he still has legislation on the books that he can call a um, pan- make a pandemic declaration whenever he sees fit for any illness of pandemic potential uh, anywhere in the world. It doesn't have to be in Australia or coming to Australia. It can be anywhere in the world. So, you know, if it was an election year, uh, I'm sure we'd be locked down by now because of this bug that's going around and the bedwet is getting all upset about the woo-flu cases going through the roof, etc., uh, etc. Et uh, so, you know, it, it's the thing. With, with those sorts of unf- unfettered powers because he, he rammed it through uh, with his uh, majority that he's got obviously in the lower house and then bribing uh, or, you know, coming to some sort of agreement uh, with members of the upper house to support his his bill. Now, the three, uh, Patton, Ratnam and Medic, uh, they would have just supported Andrews without, you know, without anything because they're just you know, country wreckers and they want to destroy the state. Um, though to get when Somiarek popped back up and turned around and said he was going to oppose it and he was going to, you know, um, he can't cross the floor because he, was an, he was an, wasn't a Labor Party member, he was just an independent. Um, there, Then he fell one vote short. So then they had to bribe a couple of, or sorry, get into negotiations with one of the other crossbenchers. And it happened to be that Barton was the one that turned around and capitulated and said, yep, yes, Daddy Dan, I will support you. Uh, what he gets out of it. Remains to be seen. Uh, so yeah, it, it'll be it'll be interesting to see uh, what does happen and if the you know his vote was worth that much. But anyway, going back to that, uh, it, it's 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 not going to be anything good for the consumer here. Uh, we have we have we have. You know, we're in the position here that with what we export and everything like that, that we shouldn't be reliant on international prices uh, for the domestic market. Where we, we, you know, th- there should be en- there's enough energy, there's enough stuff in the ground here. So, and I'm going to talk about nuclear power too. And and this is what people need to be to be looking at is that and having the genuine. Uh, discussion about nuclear power rather than just, oh, no, no, we start nuclear power, it's going to be bombs and missiles and everything else. Well, why does it have to? Oh, but nuclear power is bad. You know, look at the the meltdown in this and that, the meltdown in, in um, Chernobyl and then the one in, what is it, Fukushima uh, and for that. So, yes, they were bad instances. They were... Years and years and years ago, the technology has progressed since then. Uh, if there is, and, and that's the thing, you know, how long does it the, supposedly it takes about 10 years to build one? Um, by there, everything that gets done uh, might be shorter now. But last thing I was looking at 
was about 10 years, I don't know about the modular ones where they can get um, come online shorter in a sooner period of time. But, you know, you start having a look at it. Once you, once the, you know, uh, the market there realises that there is a need and, and it, there is a a market, once I realize, the market realises there's a market for what's on the market uh, for, you know, nuclear technology, then they will move forward and innovate and make things better and, and everything like that. So, you know, this is what we should be doing. If he wants to get us everyone, gets everyone off gas uh, for, you know, cooking and heating and everything like that, give us cheap electricity and don't turn around and say, oh, but we're going to use renewables. Uh, what happens in Victoria when it's well, – it's been a bit different lately. It was sunny today. Uh, but, you know, what happens when it's those crappy, cloudy days where there's not much sun around? What happens to your solar panels there? Well, yes. Um, are the wind turbines going to be enough to, uh, to, to power the state? Probably not. So then what's going to happen? Uh, and all that. So, yeah. But anyway, it, it, it you know, it's the thing that we need to look at it about what it is and he's not doing any of this for the benefit of the consumer here. Uh, it's all done to appease his masters wherever they are uh, and for that. So, yeah, it's it's something that anything that comes from the Andrews regime we need to be taking with a grain of salt and, uh, you know, not paying that much attention to or, you know, looking deeper and wondering why this is being done in the first place. But, you know, as I've said, the World Economic Forum has been um, pushing gas, uh, getting everyone off gas for quite a period of time. Um, so, yeah, so, um, yeah, it, it's just a thing, man. Um, we've, we've got to keep it. Um, so, yeah, just... Anyway, I'll leave that one there rather than have another big rant again. Uh, now, the next thing I, I did have uh, the previous episode was a bit of a, a rant about uh, the uh, – was it? The, I won't say corruption, but that um, Victoria Police needs to go um, because, you know, they shouldn't have the power that they do, their ability to, uh, you know, affect laws and – uh, their, um, what would you say? Um, I wouldn't say overzealousness, but their their, their inability to uh, do their job the way that society and the community expects them to do it. Now, um, this I mean, I'm sure we've all seen the footage where there's officers talking to. Uh, someone at I think it was Flinders Street Station, and another someone comes up behind the the back of, of the person that's being spoken to, and just lifts him up and drives his head into the ground. You know, doesn't turn him upside down, but you know, essentially tackles him to the ground and and cracks his head open. Um, that was I think that was might have been late twenty that that happened, or early twenty one. Um, near where I live here, there was uh, a guy. Who was having a a bit of a, and I, I don't want to use the, the term flippantly or anything like that, but he was having a, a bit of a um, uh, a mental episode. I don't know how else to describe it. And uh, something happened at the Deeping Hospital, and they didn't admit him, or they turned him away, or something like that. 
uh, and so it was police were called. Uh, he got hit with a car, um, police car. I mean, I'm not, you know, not hit at high speed or anything like that, but still, man, uh, the he was hit with a police car. The police officer driving deliberately drove the vehicle, the vehicle they were, you know, drove the vehicle they were driving uh, into this person and, and did hit that person with the car. And then later on, they had their head stomped on. Now that went to inquiries and and all that sort of stuff, and was found to be yep. You know what? Nothing was done wrong. Well, that's problems with the uh, internal review and even IBAC itself. Uh, I've ranted about it on social media uh, about some guy. I don't know what he'd done wrong. Shot some. Some. He didn't, I didn't, he didn't shoot anyone, but I think he just discharged his firearm a couple of times and a bit of a high speed chase and all that sort of stuff. And it looked like um, the special operations group came after him. Uh, and then, you know, he's on, he's crashed his vehicle and he's out of the vehicle with his hands in his air, in the air or on his head uh, and then he's crash-tackled to the ground and then you can see one of the officers punching into this guy. It's like, really? There is no need for that. It is, um, you know, that that's what I would call excessive force, definitely. Uh, so hang on, I'll see if I can find it. Uh so, you know, there, there was no need for that and you know what, I doubt an investigation is going to be had on it but, you know, this is the thing is that it does go to show that, um, you know, th- th- there's something going wrong where police can feel that they've got the unfettered ability to... to um, dish out that sort of punishment when the guy was on the ground, he was not resisting arrest. There was no need to punch into him. Um, even through, you know, we, we've seen the, the footage from the protests over the last couple of years where, where there was Port or CERT, um, the CIR Critical Incident Response Team or the Public Order Response Team or even the Special Operations Group running around and profiling people because they're wearing high-vis and tackling them to the ground and, you know, detaining them. Uh, there was footage, I can't remember who it was who sh- um, shot by, but they were, you know, one of the officers was, uh, you know, jabbing, ramming, digging uh, the the business end of his long arm into the side of or into the, the body of this person. Now, why? They've got this person on the ground uh, and... Yeah, it's but yeah, it's just that thing is that there's there's something seriously wrong in Victoria Police that they think they can get away with. No, it's not that they think they can get away with it. They know they can get away with it because uh, you know IBAC will support them, um, their internal investigations will support them, and everything like that. Now, what all this is is leading to is there was a news report that came out. Oh, the other week, it uh, doesn't say, that um, July 6th, so yeah, uh, the other week, that charges were going to be dropped against the BLM protest organisers. Uh, they were charged with uh, breaching the Chief Health Officer's directions and, and all that sort of crap, which really, they were just bullshit directions in the first place. Um, and you know what, don't, don't give... Um, anything, you know, 
what you did with them, whether you paid them or not. But yeah, um, they were bullshit directions. Uh, so there was, there was media report was put out that uh, police had contacted them and said that the charges were going to be dropped. Now this did cause a bit of uh, an upset and a stink, uh, especially when it got into mainstream media. Uh, and for that, so these two people have gone to court, uh, magistrate's court. So there was a, a meeting, a hearing on Friday and they were talking about the charges and now uh, the police have turned around and said, um, so the defence barrister for, for these two people, so Mr Richter said police claimed there was a communication bungle as the acting sergeant who withdrew the charges was not authorised to do so. Um, Prosecutor Mark Fiskin told the court the acting sergeant was never in a position to drop the charges because he was not part of the prosecution's team and police were instead seeking to have the charges amended. Now, is this going to be a a typical thing? Now, okay, this guy's an acting sergeant. uh, Sorry, individual is an acting sergeant. Now, if they haven't got the authorisation to contact the people that are being charged and say, you know what, we're going to drop the charges or whatever it is, Why? how do they get access to the information to contact them in the first place? Uh, so it's, it's um, yeah, one of those things. That there's, there's something seriously wrong there. Um, I don't think it will be cleaned up um, should Supreme Leader Andrews uh, be unsuccessful at the next election or this coming election in November. I can't see it being cleaned up there. I don't think if it is a uh, Liberal Party that has the ability to form government, I don't think that they have the intestinal fortitude to have um, that sort of inquiry, uh, be it a Royal Commission or whatever it needs to be, uh, into the, the level of... Um, shall we call it corruption uh, within that organisation, politicisation and militarisation of the Victoria Police. Now, I don't think that they've got the intestinal fortitude to to be able to do that because there will be a lot of stuff that gets aired and, you know, it's my thoughts that uh, they won't push too hard or look too hard because they want to be able to use, they want to have that protection themselves so they want to be able to do similar things too. So, um, yeah, so it, it's that. So, anyway, going back to, to this thing, BLM, I mean, yeah, it's regardless of what, whatever you thought of the, the, the little parades through town and, and I thought that the um, quote-unquote freedom parades through town were, were pointless as well. Um, protesting doesn't work in this country anymore. Uh, may have years ago. I don't think it works now. Uh, it's more done just to give uh, the organisers and the participants a few brownie points, um, you know, self-administered brownie points and everything like that. Um, so, yeah, it's yeah, it's it's one of those things. I think if they're going to go down the civil disobedience path, I don't think that um, protesting is the way to do it. What they need to do is they need to find a day during the week and just... That's if, if these people are employed, um, that, that, you know, do have these particular um, things. And, and this is the same thing with the 
quote unquote freedom movement too is that you know turn around and do the disobedience in in a different way like praise through town don't work just you know close your doors don't open for a day just or, or, or find something like that find a a more interesting way to do it that actually hurts the government or is done in such a way that the um, public opinion can't be turned against the organisers and the participants of the protests. Um, so, you know, we've, we've seen uh, the environmental groups who like to glue themselves to roads and, and all that sort of shit, the damage that uh, and disruption that they cause and the... Uh, the way that the media portrays them, some, you know, support it and, and others just a bit indifferent to it, uh, other depending on what part of, of the, the, the corrupt corporate press you look at. Um, some will sort of, you know, a, a oppose it in particular terms. But, you know, then you have a look at, at other things. There's um, like the, the truck blockade in, in Canada. Well, Essentially, that's the same thing. You're disrupting traffic and you're, you're disrupting it. So, you know, the truck blockade was supported um, by certain sides of politics, whereas these climate protesters gluing themselves to roads not supported because, hey, you're disrupting traffic. Um, so I think that's more about the um, hypocrisy of the, the, the different sides um, and, you know, if you're causing a ruckus about something that I value, then hey, yes, full support to you. Then again, if you're causing a ruckus about something I don't agree with, well, then you should have the full force of the law thrown at you. Um, you know, I, I think that those things should be um, kept elsewhere and there should be um, other tactics that are used to raise awareness and to affect change, though we saw what happened in Canada uh, with those protests anyway, is that um, um, uh, Justin Castro um, turned around and, and invoked some emergency declaration and turned around and, and you know, made it um, offences and, and, you know, depersoned. Uh, the participants and, you know, got banking industries and, and all that sort of stuff involved in it. So, you know, we, we can see how the, uh, the the system will protect itself and that whatever protesting you do do, you, it will come back to haunt you. So, you know, this is the thing. Even in my, um, you know, heyday in, within the vegan movement, never turned up to any protests uh, as a participant uh, because I don't think protesting works. I you know, think that, that the time for protesting has long gone uh, and we have such a, a complicit and corrupt corporate press that they will always support the government narrative uh, regardless of, of what it is. So, you know, protesting doesn't work. Find other ways to, uh, you know, to, to get your protests across, um, the, the message across with what you want to do. Um and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, it's a thing. And, um, you know, we need to start looking and thinking smarter than have um, parades through town. But, you know, as I said, and I've said the same thing with uh, protests within the vegan community and, and movement and all that sort of shit as well, is that all they do is they're done to benefit the participants 
and the organisers does very little to change public opinion in you know about what you're uh, protesting about. Um, you can talk about the the um, Dominion lockdown in Flinders Street or whenever wherever that was uh, a couple of years ago. BLM protests when that was a couple of years ago, the freedom protests and all that sort of stuff. It, it doesn't do anything. Um, it doesn't wake people up to change their minds or their opinions on things because you're going to be disadvantaging someone that either wants to get one part of town to the other or anything like that. So, yeah, it, it's it's that. So I know that's a bit of a, a leeway from to- – <coughs> Oh, pardon me, uh, from talking about the um, corruption within what I think is corruption and, and incompetence and um, within Victoria Police. So, yeah, it's, um, I mean, yeah, no, I, I won't get it. I was just going to talk about the, the potent- potential um, uh, unconstitutional unconstitutionality or the the unconstitutional uh, Victoria Police. Uh, but I'm, if I remember, I'll leave that one for a different one. Uh, now, last thing I wanted to have a bit of waffle about or rant about tonight is a wonderful puff piece in the Herald Sun about Supreme Leader Andrews. Now, this is the, the, the title, Cult of Dan. Is Dan Andrews a social climbing friendless dictator or fearless political beast? Some say he's tough, others say he's ruthless. According to one insider, his default is deny and keep going. You can't be honest. Sources close to the Premier reveal what they know of the man. Now, um, the Herald Sun, why is the Herald Sun putting out something like this? Now, this is a massive puff piece. Um, it, It just blows smoke up. Dan Andrews t- basically says, you know, he's, he's this and that, he's everything else. And, um, yeah. <laughs> um, for that, but yeah, it, it's, it is, it's a massive puff piece on him and it's quite a long article. And this is all just to, um, um, you know, blow up Dan Andrews and, and you know, talk him up and um, promote him for which, you know what, these these papers and, and these things will know that with the incompetence of the uh, current Liberal Party that there's not much chance of, of them being able to form government in their own right uh, if they are lucky enough with and there's enough other independents and minor parties that, that do stand in uh, lower house seats. They may be able to do it in coalition with them, but then again, would Guy be willing to share power? If not, it'll be the Labor Party again. Um, so, you know what, they're just getting on board now to turn around and say, hey, you know what, we've done these good articles for you, so don't you keep us out of the loop when you want to do something. Make sure you let us know. Um, so, yeah, it's yeah, it, it's something that shouldn't be um, 
it, it shouldn't be in, in papers. It shouldn't be anywhere. Just leave puff pieces like that for the, the Labor Party or the um, union movement to put about um, Dan Andrews and, and how good he is and, and everything like that. Just keep that out of, of what people are going to see because, you know, your average voter will look at that and think, oh, you know what, yes, he's done all that because he really cares about us and he's got all this work to do. Well, the reality is Dan Andrews doesn't give a whoopty about us. All he cares about is, is voting, his uh, polls and everything because, remember, playgrounds were closed to stop this virus. Way back when we had less, when Victoria wasn't jabbed, not even their first jab, playgrounds were closed to stop the spread. There was consumption of alcohol bans put in place to stop the spread because he didn't want people going outside to consume a drink in a beer garden or whatever it was that was outside that was within the rule. So he put the outside alcohol ban on there's still not been any science or, or the, the, the opinions on that. He's also brought in the 9 o'clock curfew and the 5K limit to your home. That wasn't because he cared about us. That's because he wanted to break us. And he did with a lot of people. So, and what? Look at the, the rates now. Um, how many people have got it? How many people are, are dying with it? And they've changed the terminology too. They, they've dropped the from and they're saying with. So um, there's that. So, you know, he, he doesn't care. Um, you know, he might pretend that he does or people might think that he does, but uh, it's just power uh, and, and all that sort of stuff. So, but anyway, I uh, won't rant about that again. Uh, so all I can say is I hope people remember that and how he is, how he, what has happened. Uh, over the last two years uh, or three years now and um, turn around and say, no, they're not going to vote for him. Uh, I did see there was an interesting meme that appeared um, on social media about, um, there's a thing, what was it saying, that the people who locked us down over the last two years um, killed our businesses and, and made us unemployed, etc., etc. are asking us to vote for them to keep them in a job. Um, I can't remember what it was. I should have kept it. Uh, you know, something along those lines. But it, it's the thing is that... Um, sorry, just reading something about a new um, uh, national cabinet meeting. Um, so where, where was I before? Uh, yeah, so, yeah, these people are going to be... be you know, asking for us to vote them in for another ability to screw us over uh, for another three or three, three years or four years in Victoria. Um, anyway, whatever it is uh, for that say. Um, well, I think I might leave it here now. Um, thanks for listening. Uh, we'll get another one out tomorrow. Um, school holidays are over. I've got a bit more time and, and things are a bit more manageable now. Uh, that the little one's back at school uh, and all that sort of stuff. So but anyway, uh, as I said, uh, thank you for listening and I look forward to having you join me on the next one. So until then, bye for now. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Fifth Estate, the news behind the headlines. Until the next episode of The Fifth Estate releases, we'd love for you to leave a review wherever you go to for quality podcasts. 
and we'll keep holding those in power in check.